Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, everybody. This is Mike Monty, one half of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. We're produced out of Indie Music TV in New York. That's Ron Conkham in New York. Yes, again, that's Indie Music TV. You can also catch us on RTF Sports Network. That's RTF Sports Network, the number one growing streaming sports network on the air today. Catch us every Thursday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yes, we're their anchor show. And catch our rerun on a morning drive time from 10 to 11 a.m. You could also catch us on the Monty and the Faro YouTube page, the Facebook Live Monty and the Faro page. Twitch TV, Monty and Afaro page, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, or any streaming network, we're on it. You can find us anywhere. Also catch us on New York Cable, Channel 115, every Tuesday from 8.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Also catch us Saturday mornings on Channel 115 from 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. And catch us Saturday morning at 1.30 a.m. on Channel 20. Soon we'll be coming to Amazon, so catch us there also. We want to thank everybody for the support. And again, please catch us every Thursday, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., Monty DeFaro, Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, new, old, endangered, and let's have a little fun. Talk to you soon. This is Gangrel, the Vampire Warrior, and you're fanging and banging with Monty and the Pharaoh. <laughs> Grow up and be a man. Come on. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Monty DeFaro. Best uh, special Sunday edition. Sorry, special. I lost my days. Ah, well, it is special. Special Ed. Um, we just got <laughs> done with Billy Jack Haynes, and now we're back with none other than WCW icon. Um, Disco Inferno. Whoops. All right. Hey, How are Disco. you, brother? How are Glad you? Glad to have you, man. And to the left of you is uh, the writer for the gorilla position, Mr. Jim Phillips. Oh, Jim. Brothers. How are you doing today? Good, man. Thanks for being here. Just keep your distance. Uh, Jim might be marking out right now. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> Slight marking out. Well, that's all right. I'm marking out over here, so he's getting it from all areas. So, anyways, thank you for coming on to our show. We greatly appreciate it, both of you gentlemen. Thank Uh, you. you. Go ahead, Farrow. You're on, my friend. 
All right, Disco. Let's start right at the beginning. You what guys got to, I don't, you, you, you've prepped a lot for this, huh? Absolutely. Yes. Nice. We are. We are. I'm very psyched to have you. Nice. We are Absolutely. always very prepped. For yeah. You, you know, it's yeah. It, it, we take it pretty seriously. We come prepared. You guys come out of your own time. Yeah. You come visit yeah. the station. Well, it's like the you know the the, the, the podcasting. We don't you know. Yes, just get everybody gets on the headsets. We just get right. we just talk. You, you know, just do whatever. Do yeah, 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 right. It's like right. we don't prep or you know. So right, this is. I mean, we know some things. We want a couple things that we want to talk about. Is pulled up on the internet. Yeah, right? no, I this took a couple very, hours. Very professional. Go, very took professional. a couple hours going over it with Mike. You know, in anticipation of your arrival. Right. So right. let's. I don't, I don't think you've ever been called professional before. Me? Yeah. No. Well, I'd be called lots of first for everything. Professional. All right, go ahead. Uh, let's just go to the very beginning. What makes Disco Inferno decide to get into pro wrestling? Uh, just honestly, there's really no big major story um, other than uh, the my soccer coach growing up um, was friends of our family, still friends of our family for years. Okay, was doing the uh, was was a travel agent for for the NWA back when Ole Anderson was running it and stuff like that. And, and that's um, a nice coincidence. Yeah. So okay. uh, so when I finished college, um, the the week I got the week I was done, I tried out for wrestling. I never looked back. I just tried. He goes, "You want to try out?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Because I was, I was a fan, you know, and I, that was what I wasn't. I was in shape a little bit, you know. So, but but I knew um, when I went to the tryout, I was very very lucky in that, that there was a lot of things that like just from watching on TV and playing around with my friends and stuff, everything that I picked up very quickly. Like I hit the ropes right the first time, the first time I ever did it, and they were like, "Wow, that's you know." So uh, it was. Um, How about your first bump? How'd that go? It's all right, you know. Okay. I mean, I learned, but I, I only, tra- you know, this is what I find fascinating is that, uh, you know, I grew up watching wrestling. I grew up watching um, uh, in Atlanta. They had a thing called Joe Petticino mm. had this seven hours of wrestling, eight o'clock on Saturday nights on Channel Thirty Six in Atlanta, and they would show seven hours from seven different parts of the, the country, AWA, Mid South, just what, whatever it was, you know. And so I watched that. Um, I watched. Mid South Wrestling. Mid South Wrestling. They had, they had Watts. They had you know. That's great. Program. So I watched. I uh, heard about that. It was a variety. Yeah, and I watched um, the WWF. Sure. Back then I watched Tuesday Night Titans. Sure. And I watched WC. Okay. And I watched NBC Saturday Night. So I was watching. It's a lot of wrestling. For like, man. Yeah, for, like yeah. for like probably Holy about shit. eight nine years of my life, I was watching. 13, 14 hours of wrestling <laughs> every week from all over the place. Big so fan. Was, well, I'm just saying I was a big fan, but I, I, I was went to watch that much. The one thing that I was that I did was is like I would usually to watch all that you got to fast forward through most of the matches just to the finish and stuff and that's so that's like I'd get the storylines and the inter- I'd watch all the interviews and watch you know this stuff that I watch story but but um but when I got into wrestling I this this to me is what what I find fascinating is that like you know some some people either either you got it or you don't right and like the way today's wrestling they've like the WWE's built a factory down there basically yeah, the performance sure. center, you know so it's like but uh but I you know I trained for five weeks twice a week and I was done I was, I was five, five weeks to tra- ten training sessions so and I was ready I was ready to go wrestle so you didn't find training to be too difficult no not at all because I picked up the nuances and like, I had a lot of you know I could throw a good punch can't, you know I, I, I picked up a lot of this stuff and back then you know, we guys weren't doing dives over the top. You know, sure. so I knew the had you know the basics of chain wrestling. I pick, I, I just picked up everything very quickly, and just they were like, "You're you're ready," you know. So I came. I, I find it strange, and like Terry Taylor, who was like one of my early, you know, he was one of the guys that took Bender's wing early on. You no, know, he never even trained to wrestle. 
Really? They just stuck him in the ring, and he just learned as he, as he goes uh-huh. on, you know, in front of people and stuff. And he was so, outstanding in the ring. So it's like, right. I, 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 today, I just find it extremely difficult that if somebody's been training wrestling for a year, like, and they haven't picked it up yet, mm. I'm like, you're never, you're, it ain't going to happen. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like the, the, the people that, like, that if, if you love wrestling and you're passionate about it, you should kind of like know what to do before you start training, and the training should not take that long. Sure, you know, yeah. and basic stuff that, uh, instincts have to count for ba- something. Basic instincts, sure. and I'm like, you know, I've uh, and I just, you know, I, I just think maybe I'm an outlier. I mean, I am an outlier, I guess, compared to like the thing today. But I just can't believe that that some people have to train so long to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's. Mm-hmm. You know, two years some of those guys have been in the, in the, in the, the performance center down there. Like, what? You know, what? What have you? What are you ever in trouble with? You know, like. You know, I think so. a lot. I think a lot of times they try to force the issue, right? You know, just like baseball nowadays, they they they, they don't really even use agents anymore, right? They have you have to be six foot. You have to have this. You have that. Yeah. This arm length. I think it's all metrics. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So probably in a wrestling. Are they doing thing, that with wrestling? I would now? think so. Like you got to oh, look a certain way. Let's well, force this, it. This right? is this is what I find Statistical is like profile? like the factory like he was talking about. Here's, here's, here's the drafting thing. positions. Here's the thing. Right. Lex Luger and the Ultimate Warrior are are uh, are outliers. They didn't really like wrestling when they got into it. They just okay. got into it and like oh here we do you know, we, right. we can do Let, this. Let's yeah. make some money and go. Yeah. yeah right. So. um but uh, there's just something about what I call is like having your head and your feet together out there in the ring. It's like your your whole body, from your head to your feet, mm-hmm. need to kind of like know what to do because it's, it's difficult. You can get sure, hurt. You know? Absolutely. And, uh, and it's funny that I just see like I see some guys they put on TV today, and like you see them wrestle. I'm like, this guy's head and his feet are not set straight. He's having trouble out there. So it's he like, was. You know, a- he, doesn't, he doesn't look natural. It looks these guys look kind of robotic, like they're struggling through. Their learning process and they're thinking too much of what they're supposed to be doing, as opposed to just, just, just an instinct. You just go out there and do it. So you, as you a know. professional, are actually seeing this where they're being put on television, and some of them aren't even ready. They're not even close to wow. being ready, and that's and that's like, uh, Oy. you know, it's fascinating to me that like, you know, and then they're, I'm watching this, and I'm like, you know, just it just looks like in this this you know, but back then is like we we called in the ring. You learn to call it in the ring. You learn to go out there like you do. You be the, the dressing rooms are on opposite sides of the arena. Sometimes you want to get, get to talk to the guys. You know, mm. now we're in the age of like everything in wrestling is scripted from top to bottom, from the time you start training to the time you cut your pro, like to everything. You know, and uh, is this good or bad? Horrible, because yeah. like you can see as a fan, you're watching on TV and you're like scripted. You can tell this guy is thinking about what he's supposed to be Plastic. saying instead of just right. Instead, yeah. and I call I call yep. it wood, but, like but, acting. Kevin Nash gave me the word. It's called wooden. Let's go back. You know, you're wooden. Nice. You're just like you're not. You, okay. know, you know. So let's go back to your training. Though. So mm-hmm. you had the wrestling. Then. Yeah. How about the stick work? Did you work on a lot of stick work back then? Too? I was good. I was decent on the mic. So yeah, here's, did, here's did the they put a lot of work behind that? Not really, because I was always cutting. You know, I was, you know, I grew up watching Dusty Rose, Piper, Flair. You know, uh, did they Doug. let you be your own man on the mic? Or did Kinda, they? Yeah, like... Oh no, back then you would, you, you had to. Right. Nobody was teaching you how to right. tell do promos. You your just promos kinda, weren't scripted. You, you were this. This is where your artistic compression came upon. Not not in your matches. It was in your, right. you know, your, you know, your personality and sure. stuff. Everything. You know. So it's like, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was good in the mic. And the, the one thing I was always, I never had any trouble with. Is when I wrestled in front of a live crowd for the first time. I was I, I've never ever been nervous out there. It's weird. It's like the, the bigger good. the audience, mm-hmm. the more engaged I was. The yeah. smaller the audience, it was kind of like, no you know, butterflies, but, huh? right? So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just I mean, I, I you know, I try. I, mean, I picked up training fast. Did did it, and then I went through a few gimmicks. 
Your typical indie crap, you know, and then uh, then Raven and I came up. I'd, I'd met Raven, and we came up with a you know bra- bra- brainstorm. Well, I we, we come up with the character, and we so just kind of like looked at Disco films. Inferno was formed with Raven. Raven, Raven, yeah, Raven. Yeah, Raven. Yes. interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You, who came up with Disco Inferno? Was it? Well, Raven had a uh, a video of this guy named Doctor Johnny Fever, Johnny Holiday from okay. Calgary Championship Wrestling, who was doing kind of a disco gimmick. He did it for a very brief period of time. And all he did was go out there, just put a white jacket on, right? And just went out there and like you know, just but that's all he did. His right. ring entrance, he had a white jacket, and that that was the disco character. The rest of things he had regular trunks on and everything. So and I was like, you know, he's not, the guy wouldn't do it anymore. So I was like, you know, I, how about the disco? The, the name was easy, yeah, Disco Inferno. You know, mm-hmm. and just like I, I'll, I'll pattern it after the the way the honky tonk man works, and that mm. you know the honky tonk man does his little giving. Yeah. At, at some point during the match, yeah, I'll just do my thing at that point during <laughs> I, the match and watch you know when I'm getting heat and uh, you know, and yeah. then so, so it was a very very easy gimmick to to do you know so. Since we're on the early days, how about some memories of the pre WCW days in Brief State in WWE? Uh, no, I was anything never like that. Did you no, ever have no, anything? We went to the show. Went to a TV taping with uh, with with Wrath, who was uh, okay. Adam Bomb back then, who was a friend okay. of mine. So I went to one of the TV tapings with them, but I never like you know. So it never no. And um, was there was there ever a close call with Vince? Maybe no. any interest or anything? No, well, there was. Yeah, but back when I got fired from WCW, and they were like you know, okay, at the one point. But uh, how do you get to WCW? I just I I so. I so in the, in, the, in the indies, I was doing a couple of crappy games. I started doing Disco Inferno. Um, then I went to Mem- Raven. Got me into Memphis. I went and did it for Lawler's territory for like five weeks. I don't think they they didn't like the game. I they, they didn't like me. I was green, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I was having a little, you know, I, I was all right, but I was still an, an, an indie guy. Yeah, learning. So um, so I quit doing the gimmick. Then we had uh, basically I'd met Paige. Um, and Paige had told me, hey, well, well, why don't you do the disco character again? Then I met Jake Roberts through Paige. I'd drive Jake Roberts to shows. He would teach me how to work. Then I met Terry Taylor driving to the shows that Jake was going to. Then I met Terry Taylor, and Terry Taylor was working in the office at WCW and going back, you know, he's back then he could freelance. So, uh, so they got me a tryout, and WCW, they, they hired me on the spot. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We could try it with Chris Canyon. Nice. So what's, the, what's the initial payday uh, being signed to? $1,000 a week. 50, 50, 50, yeah, but, but the first pay-per-view I was on, that would go to $85,000. Okay? And if you're on the top four matches pay-per-view, it would be $125,000. That's my initial contract. But this is like, man, I get 20 bucks a match. Yeah. You know, back then. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, that's, that's a lot of money back so in 95. Yeah, the travel sure. is not that and, uh, bad in, in WCW either. Right. So, um, 
Uh, so yeah, that was my initial contract. Did you have any aspirations to become a major player in the heavyweight scene? Because ultimately, you were put in the cruiserweight division with WCW. Were you disappointed, or were you like, fine, no big deal? No, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care. No, you were good no matter what. Because I was a, I was a professional wrestler. Meaning, I'm just get, I go out there and get paid to do what they right. want me to do. You know, right. that's, that's the way I've always looked at it. Um, Tell us some memories of th- that cruiserweight division. By yeah. the way, in mm-hmm. WCW during that time period, revolutionary, mm-hmm. yeah. amazing. Uh, any uh, memories you can share about with uh, working with Eddie Guerrero? Dan yeah, he was, he was the, the Eddie. Eddie's the best guy I've ever been in the ring with. Really, now? by far. Nice. It's like you know, he's 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 head and shoulders. I would say that Eddie Guerrero is the best performer, in ring performer that there's ever been. Wow. And I would say that Ric Flair uh, was the best experience I ever had in a ring. Because it was like Flair was good to you behind the scenes. Just curious. Dude, yeah, always, Excellent. always cool. And uh, Eddie was, um, and it was funny too because we we knew these guys were coming in because uh, like everybody's you know they were in ECW. Everybody's talking about oh then they're gonna you know so so you started watching them, you know, and then they're they, you're watching the Super Juniors in Japan. They were doing that. So it was like the Mexicans, the Super Juniors, they were all just, you know the smaller guys. But Had they you were, been watching ECW? No, I was not at an all? ECW. Was not but an you ECW had heard fan. about these guys going through ECW. Tape, you know, tape. But okay. I was I was not an ECW fan. How about Dean Malenko? Any thoughts on Dean? The unbelievable technical technician. Just like you know, he's him and Regal and all those guys. They were just like oh we, yeah, they they, they could they, just the way they the. the you know, did he? Did yeah. He, were you were you nervous knowing they were coming in that you'd no, have to? Not you, at all. you needed to step it up a no, little bit. Not no? at all. Not at all. I, I was like, I, I was eager because, like, well, I want to, do, I want to do some of this stuff with these guys, you know. And um, yeah, but it was just uh, this a great crop of of talent. You know, this is still the best. Of. They're they're they're, they're, they're probably the, you talk about like like Eddie, Ray, Hoovy, Kidman. Um, this Kidman. You, you you go you go back and watch. Oh yeah, the WCW Cruiserweight scene, insane. bro. They they blow they, like everybody. Like, oh, it's I, on Jericho. I mean, he Jericho was part too, of that too. Bro, mm-hmm. This is this is what frustrates me more than anything. Okay, in, in wrestling today, is that they're always the, the the wrestling fans and the fan base are kind of like they're very over praising the pro. You know, you know what? I mean, here's, here's what I think it is. I, I don't think that it's yeah, an we have honest, an issue with that. It's it's an yeah. I don't think it's an honest, there's an honest narrative in professional wrestling because like. Professional wrestling is not as good as it used to be. That's just that's it's just fair. a fact. Is you can just by, by the amount of people watching. It, mm-hmm. Okay, back in our day, it was super hugely, ridiculously popular. Sure. Right. We were, you know, then this is the way I describe it. Ratings that, were insane. Well, just this is put, put in perspective. Okay, this is what people don't understand about the ratings, is that the amount of people that are watching wrestling combined on Monday nights was like ten million. You know, like the combined rating was like ten or less. The numbers were very high. That's people watching wrestling on Monday night in that time slot. Cable TV, mm-hmm. okay. When Monday Night Football went onto ESPN and went onto cable, mm-hmm. that audience was the same. Yep. Okay, so we were neck and neck with football. <laughs> yeah. Okay, popularity <laughs> yeah. wise, yeah. you know, and as well, like a culture thing, oh and like that, you've seen the NFL go this I, well, way, think, and the, you know, right. I, I think you're aware there was one point where the NFL offered. Vince McMahon to move to go, off a yeah. Monday to stay night. Away from yeah. oh, I didn't even know. I, I had no idea about Amazing. that. Yeah, yeah. That, Vince that, was feeling it like that, you know. that's that's like yeah. I mean, because so that's how popular it was, and that's when I put you put things in perspective. Amazing. And like you look at it today, it's like, bro, that's the error that we like. That's how popular we were. And so so it's like, so this is what drives me insane, is that everybody keeps talking about how like this. There's never been more talent in professional wrestling, and I'm like. <laughs> I mean, I just don't, I mean, no, no disrespect to the guys today. Right. Okay, but yeah. back then, I'm like, I'm like, look, we could get a pop from the crowd 
by grabbing a guy and punching him, right. and he's selling it because it looked real, that it took a bump. I go, what you guys have to do to, today to get pops from the crowd? Compared to, I'm like, I'm like, miles, I, I, right. it's like you can't. That, that's like, right. how could you sit there and say that? Like, you know, we could do so many more. Like, we were better. You did at the so sim- much more with less. Less is the simplest, less. Yeah. The simplistic yes. basic skills of professional wrestling are what people do not have today. Right. We had those basic skills back then, and we were drawing massive amounts of people. And I'm like trying to sit there and say, is there, you know, I'll I'll profess. That that math is like you know that like everybody said like everybody's always talking about oh, creatives that I'm like not I think it's the way the guys are wrestling over the years compared to the way we used to that are dry that is kind of like it's wrestling's too busy. I feel vindicated right now. Yeah, I feel vindicated. I feel wrestling's gotten very complicated, and busy, and all the guys are in the back before their match go to their match for two hours and stuff. There, you know, and I'm like. Jesus, <laughs> you know, it's like, and all the fans are doing this chant. They're doing the same chants every match. Well, we like to chant. Disco, disco, disco. This is awesome. Watch the match. And it's like the, the, the oh, fans yeah, act yeah, like seals. Yeah. It's like it's almost like it's like a computer program. Do you believe that they're just running the same responses? And it's do you believe that the psychological approach to pro wrestling that used to be so great back in the day is dead now? It, no, it, no, it's, it's not. just so scripted. It's not There's dead, no, but it's, it's on stifled. life. It's on life support. Right. It's not dead. It's close. There are some it's not guys. Feeling well. The funniest thing about it is you watch guys that get over today and like they're just do. They're guys like oh this guy would have made money back with us back then too. He would have because he knows the nuances. Of the, stuff, difference, yeah. the difference in now it's not must see TV. Not at all. Right. It feel it's at all. your hands at any right. time you want it. Hey, look. Raw's on. Now nah, I'm gonna go eat a pizza. I'll, yeah. I'll watch it Later. Wednesday, yeah. and I'll, I'll shoot through Later. whatever I want to shoot through. Right. You know, any pay per view you want to see, you can watch it. It's, I used to sit there with my dual VCRs well, back in the Monday right. Night Wars. Right. I gotta kind of see all Monday this. Night Raw parties. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, people are getting together and watching the show. So it's like so. It's yeah. like so. When I sit there and like you know, if you, if you look at it like that way, yeah. you know uh, that um, uh, the pro wrestling is just like from from a television standpoint. Like it's it's uh like what what were you just saying? Um, you you just have a point I want to reiterate. Well, th- that it's oversaturated. Oversaturated, right? So it's like uh, and and today's audience has no uh, patience, right? Put somebody in an encore. Here comes the hey, CM Punk. Here's, here's the thing: these, just, these, these false narratives we have in wrestling. Yeah. Is okay. Oh well, there's so many more platforms you can watch it on now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry. But when Game of Thrones is on, is, is coming on, I, the, the first time it's on, I want to I want to watch yep. it. You know, like I'm, right. not, I'm not it's waiting. It's must see TV. It's must right. see TV. Yes. Wrestling, I if the Walking show is any on. good, yeah. that's what you would feel like. I can't wait till Monday at eight o'clock yep. because yep. it's on. It's just then I can't wait till next week. There's nothing. There's nothing like that these days. I, I got to tell you the truth. I turn it on. I'm like, I can't wait to fall asleep because that's usually what happens. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh. I put it on. Twenty minutes later, I'm sleeping and I get a good night's rest. Yeah. yeah. And then I call the Farrow. I say what happens, and he gives me Farrow the same fills him in because the mark sat there for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, Miserable. Here's the, the, here's the thing. It's like, it's like people shouldn't have saying they always blame it on the create. You know, they, they blame the booking creator. I'm like, yeah, but they're still well, wrestling on TV, and people the, change the channel when the, the guys are wrestling. Disco. You I know? hear that there's 37 writers on today's current WWE. Staff. Too many cooks in the kitchen or what? Too many bad cooks in the kitchen. Uh, okay. Hey, if you had 30 How many rides, cooks were in the kitchen back in the day? Three, three so, to five. Okay. I challenge but, but, you. But there's three to five I'm guys gonna, that, that had a bunch of ideas. Right. I'm going to challenge, challenge you with this question. Okay. So Ooh. yesterday, Scott Hall was in. Scott Hall discussed how he changed the face of wrestling, which mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. yeah. He like uh, sure. I, I lost the name, but he, I could compare him to the free agents. The Kurt Flood, Kurt Flood of mm-hmm. wrestling. Sure, right. right? He got guys guaranteed contracts, yes, everything else. Yep. 
Is it fair to say for what Scott Hall did for the industry, he also destroyed the industry too? How? Well, you know, you don't have to work as hard. Now you're telling me um, that these wrestlers aren't performing to the level to keep anyone's attention. No, 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 no. It's not like they're not working hard; they're just working wrong. Okay, they're, they're just physically like, they're working really hard. I would assume. Well, but then physically, physically, there's a lot of physical things that you're doing. When you used to go to a house show, no matter where, wherever you were on a card, you got paid a certain amount of money for the house show, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. These wrestlers now they go to a house show. My belief is they get paid. Guaranteed money, regardless what mm-hmm. happened. Back in the WCW days, they didn't care who came to the arena; they got their money. It didn't matter. You even said to yourself, "A smaller crowd, less effort. Bigger crowd, bigger effort." Right? Yeah, yeah but I mean, if you listen to the crowd, mm-hmm. it did because they were the, the crowd was popping. You know, what I'm saying so. You, you said you go. I mean, you're not. I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with uh, like. I think the guaranteed like here's, 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 money's here's, here's, made them lazy. Here's, here's, is that what you're saying? No, yeah, I don't, I don't think. I don't think anybody, that's an unfair. I, yeah, right, right. I, I, I wouldn't no, say that. I, I, I would say this is like you watch. Like I've been on shows, right? Where is it? And the, the, the thing today is like everybody's like you know if you're talking about lazy, like everybody thinks work rate is very important. You know, everybody's got to be good. You know, they're doing a lot of stuff. You're working hard and stuff. But but I've been on shows, and this is where like. This is where the narratives get all screwed. You know, like, who's a good worker? This guy's a great worker. Oh, this guy's a bad... I've been on shows where great workers mm-hmm. went out there for 20 minutes and just did everything in the book, and they, they the crowd just did nothing. Nothing. The, the, you know, two more guys go out there, try to do everything in the book, crowd's, you know, nothing. The crowd's dead, you know? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden... You know, fourth match in the show, Jim Duggan comes out. <laughs> oh, and the crowd and the, the, the place just the fans just start coming. Goes and they're nuts. going crazy and they're popping for everything. Right? And I'm like, you know, you guys sit there and talk about what you think like people think good workers are anything. I go, there's a lot of nice that Jim Duggan was the best guy on the card. Mm-hmm. Because he's the only guy that went out there and got the got the pop. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't do a lot. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like your your perception of what you think guys should be doing to get reactions from fans is not universal amongst all the fans. Right. There's certain things that fans like that right. other people don't like. So just ultimately what it all comes down to is who gets the biggest and best pops every right. night. Are they responding you know what to And you? what sure. are they doing? Because sure. some of them aren't doing much. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and to me it's like, I, I, look, at, I look at it from that prism yeah. and I'm like, what is so difficult here? Right. You know, it's like we're, right. we're trying to reinvent the wheel. We're trying right. to make it so complicated. We're trying to, like, the simplicity of professional wrestling. Look at Goldberg. The simplicity of this has always been the, the, the bread and butter of the business. I believe that. Sure. We're, we're, we're the fans, guys are cutting promos, talk about wanting to fight each other. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to be a fight. They go out and they're knocking each other around and stuff and anything, and, and, it's, and it, gets, it gets reaction. Mm-hmm. These days, it's like... It's a performance. The guys are, are art. It's like, you know, and my whole thing is like, okay, if that's what this is, how do I write promos for guys? Right. If that's what you're going to go out there and do. Right. You right. know, say, how, how do I write right. a promo for, it's not, a, it's an exhibition, it's, it's art. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I promote that? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the place where I think wrestling has, has pigeonholed itself right now. Mm-hmm. And it's in a hole that like, and... Every, the, the people that like it like it, and they like, they like it with a lot of fervor, you know, because the, the, this fan base, as they've gotten very smart, mm-hmm. as the internet yeah. is 
fed them everything. Smart, but That's go what I'm on saying. But, but it's it's developed a crowd but of like you know like how do you like, just, like here's the thing: you're yeah. not going to fill a stadium with fantasy football fans. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to fill a stadium with fans. You're going to you need some die-hard fans in the building. Fill the stadiums of people playing video games. Yeah, but it's competition though. I guess it's competition. So yeah. No, right. I guess. Look, social media is very important in every type of business now. Mm-hmm. I, I I personally almost feel they need the social media, but you know they got to bring some kind of kayfabe back because you know I I can't, I, not, you got to suspend disbelief that I Twitter hate you, wars. but then I see you eating donuts on yeah, Twitter. It's, it's like it's, 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 we could go. I mean, we could do a terrible. whole show on this, but the, but the thing is, is the erosion of the suspension disbelief over the years, right. and we're at a point right now where there literally is no suspension disbelief, maybe just a little bit. Mm-hmm. With with Brock, mm-hmm. you certain know, or people, some, 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 certain right, people. A couple like the, 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 but it's like overall, because Brock makes you feel like he hates you, no matter what. He or, hates everybody. Or he can go off, and yeah. if he's if he's pummeling the guy and the guys, I think this is ultimately what, what people like want to see in Brock Lesnar. Okay, is they want to see Brock Lesnar you throwing a guy all over the place, and the guy get pissed off and shoot on him. And see what Brock see what, does to see the guy. I think that's ultimately in the fans' yeah. mind. Like when they're watching him wrestle, that's what they are. Yeah. The- okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anticipation. You know what I'm saying? It's like watching a NASCAR race. They're waiting for the race. I'm going to give you two things. We, we speak about this. The Stone Cold What? Mm-hmm. We felt oh, destroyed yeah, wrestling yeah. in a certain way. That's, you know what? That's, you know what? I'll t- I mean, if I ever talk to Steve One last thing, because i got two things for you. Okay. The what, and then Hall and Nash, uh, Michaels, X-Pac. The hug at Madison Square Garden when K-Fabe It was good for the moment, but it ultimately, I the days before ultimately was obliterated. it hey, man, have ruined... The sport to a certain level. Okay, oh, yeah. I'll ag- I'll agree with the first one with Austin because and that's the, that's the worst. That's the one, the one bad. The, you know when you have a positive like check a and check 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 checks the yeah. X mark on, on Steve Austin's resume is bringing that what in. But I don't think he knew, he knew that it would like you know that people just hijacked it. Mm-hmm. Who would have known that social media would generate a fan base at live shows of trolls? Of yeah. people that just want to just troll <laughs> yeah. the show yeah, and just say, but yeah. you know, like, oh you know, my god, I mean, we didn't we didn't know this landslide. You know? Yep. So, uh, but I, I will say this: the 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 curtain call. That no, I, I would I would agree with you if the curtain call was in two thousand one, and the ratings had gone had gone down since then. But like that. we saw a tremendous boom but, after the curtain call. But as so a lifelong like, you know, fan, as you said, you were as a, from from a kid growing up and loving wrestling. Weren't you just a little disappointed that the curtain had been pulled down? I mean, to me, I, I, I'm not a wrestler. Okay, no. but growing up, I loved the fact that hey, this could be real. I, I wish, loved that. I wish and, they and did. I almost was disappointed to see it obliterated. I wish not they that's did, just me. I wish they didn't do it. Yeah. Okay, but they did it at a time when right. 
the internet wasn't out there that much. No, true. The rest of the observer true. people knew what they did. The true. crowd at the garden knew what they true. did. I mean, it's a great moment. The guys I'm in not business saying that, knew what they did, but it's like I don't think people yeah. in Albuquerque, New Mexico, knew that they did. They did that, right? That's you know what true. I'm saying? So it's That's like I mean, too. so I don't think it. Like I said, if it would have been done during a, during a different time, it probably would have accelerated. And yeah. so, you know, I, I'm out. There's things. I mean, you want to you want to fast forward. You know, there's things that wrestlers have done. Like, like you could give them, like, like we 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 give them a pass these days. Yeah. You know, Kenny Omega is like the best guy in the business right now. Is a bit that people say, but he wrestled a nine year old girl, uh, yeah, and everybody well, knows he did. You know, so in front of yeah. people, so 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 it's like so same. And so, they love him. So, so, so a, we subjectively yeah. decide what we you do. know what I'm saying. So it's all in the, we all do. Right, the right, WWE yeah. is like the hated child. No matter what they oh, do, that's draw, for sure. But, you know, they're the Yankees. Joey Ryan can run around oh. and beat you up with his penis, <laughs> and that's all. That's right. all. Oh Yankees, And you know, we talked about the last AEW event, and look. Not trying to be insulting here, okay? Mm-hmm. But they put a handicapped person in a battle royal. Yeah. Bro, I, and to I, me, to me, I wasn't I happy with this. It. I didn't and then the guy. winner gets to fight for the championship. Yes. So I, I'll tell you what. Bro, you guys, <laughs> he okay, you, just hammered it. Well, all. No, no, no. Because no, I'm so, outraged. Let me tell you this. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah, didn't yeah. see the show. I saw clips. Yeah. Right. Okay. But. This AEW fan base is becoming a very annoying bunch of people. Really? Okay. Do you tell. Know? So it's like, you know, Do tell. Well, just like the Man, new I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. Well, they're like, Can we be best friends? Like, the new, like, like, like we are. What are you talking they, about? They're kind of like taking that, it's that New Japan crowd. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where, Which is a great where, company, where, where, by the way. I do enjoy it. We're saying what we're doing is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you disagree with us, you're a, a oh, terrible, you're detestable person. Yeah, you're an idiot. What are you thinking? Like, wait a second, you know? So this AEW crowd... That they're kind of like that, right? You know, and right. the funniest—I I don't know if you guys have seen this, okay, but or heard this, okay. But I literally laughed out loud probably thirty times in an hour and ten minute period. You've got to listen to Cornette's review of of, oh. the, of, of Double or Nothing. Oh, he's the yeah. did you did you hear he's it? The funniest. Starts at the twenty minute mark of the show, and he you goes just ballistic. Got, he, you just got—I mean, his I, every criticism, every fair criticism of the right. show. He's funny. He's spot on. He's razor sharp. Every fair. Thing that, that was good in the show. He's it's a very I'm, honest I'm sure and very good criticism. That of course people are gonna look at him. Oh, he's just. Ah, it's like no. He's, right, I mean, right. he's really talking. What makes you say it makes complete sense. But here's the here's the problem with with the AEW. And this is like because everybody's like you know, like the, like this is why this fan base is so annoying. We're changing the world. We're just with that. I'm like, wait a second. You got to push the brakes. This you're going on a you're entering a market right now. Which is not ripe with people watching wrestling. It's like you know, the, the, mm-hmm. I mean, they're entering the, the, the televised market. We're judged tele- the televised market by by Raw, mm-hmm. you know, and the Raw rating is not good. Right, there's so a like, fan so base, but it like, hasn't. It's not so, transcending right. like so, it did so, back so, in the so day. So where are we getting? Where are we going to get people to watch our weekly television right. show? You know, right. and but Cornette had a had a great point. Like you know, that I, I haven't seen the show yet, but this is kind of like you know, like the New Japan crowd, mm-hmm. bro. The crowd, the entire crowd. Mm-hmm. 95, 98 percent of the crowd, twenty five to thirty five year old males, mm-hmm. no kids and no girls. Okay, and then so so, so okay. okay, so fair. that so these are the people right now that are trying that are telling you they're telling we're us gonna change. I'm they're like, not telling us. I'm like, guys, true. you got some serious marketing issues. They're telling us. First of all, they're the minority. Right. The WWE well, that's true. is clearly playing to the next group of. Younger people who yeah, are they are start to enjoy wrestling. They are. I don't, they don't care I don't about the t shirts well, They need to. No they need. Let me tell you why they, they do need, need us. Let me tell you why I they agree. need to. This is they what this is where WWE is failing. Okay. Yeah. This is this is the most fascinating number. If you want metrics, this is the most fascinating metric that you'll, you'll hear. This is what's happened to wrestling. Is 
And, and to me, it's, I'm, I'm a metrics guy. I play fantasy sports and stuff. I'm, I'm fantasy football. I DFS, and you know, I'm just I'm really the. the I, I so like numbers. I like playing with numbers, right? Yeah, beautiful. Sure. This is the most. This is all the number you need to know. Okay. In 2001, the median age of the professional wrestling fan. That's the median age. So the people that don't know median, that's the middle. Half the people on this side, half the people on this mm-hmm. side. The median age of professional wrestling is 27 years old. I believe it. What do you think it is now? It's 40-something. I think it's 46 last time I looked. 52? It's 52. Okay. 52. Okay. So your median age in 20, 19 years has shifted to 25 years. So I'm sitting there looking That's like, wow, you're not really getting new fans. I go, literally, your fan base is dying. But this, but see, okay, you know, oh, so goes, but, the, but you're that playing into what I just said to okay. you. Yeah. They understand that the 52-year-old is their fan. They need... These 52-year-olds are going to be dead. But that's so guess what? Can we, we slow down? down? But, but Jack, I got at least a couple of decades. That's, point what though, the... but that's why I disagree with you. Because they, they haven't. Right. Like if, they, that's what they're, if that's what they're trying to do, that ain't working. But we do see because, kids. Like, you know, it's like the, this number is still. But, but we do my, see kids in the WWE audience. We do. Right, right we do. We see, we see kids. Okay? okay. So it's like, you know, we see girls. With their new day cereal. Here's the thing. Wrestling the product today is there's, there's no se- there's not as much sex appeal as it used to be. There's none. Okay. To where like these fans mm-hmm. can't, you're not bring, having a product that you can take your girlfriend to. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, she's look at this. She, she don't like, she don't, she don't want to watch matches but, and rate but, the matches and stuff. You know, what I'm seriously, <laughs> that, that, I mean, but it's a don't. Well, honey, was that a three and a half or a four star match? Kids don't, Shut kids up. Don't it's a different you know? audience, though. You're right. talking about a that's group of people that will fill Madison Square Garden to watch people play video yeah, games. That's, yeah, and that's you'll different. be, I, I guarantee, your that's metrics would now. probably be that's with the NFL, baseball. Everything the athletics is it's it's starting to slip away. We're into this computerized technology. I am wondering about it. It seems like all the major sports their ratings are dropping. I don't know if society. Nah, can I, 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 you I know, wonder. Some, some of them are, but some of the, you you can just feel why they're dropping though sometimes because the product isn't. You know, this is it's TV is a star driven business. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So like 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 this year's the NBA playoffs. It just felt. Jesus, we've gone right. two months now. LeBron wasn't in these. That's right. You know, it's like right. it's, I bet you, I bet you weird, asked ten you know, people. Like, right. There's not as much because because every, every day right. on ESPN they're following LeBron. LeBron's yeah. journey yeah. through the day. I'm like, wow, we just yep. missed all. You know, so yeah. so, so well, sports we, is star driven. But we also yeah. spoke about that Vince with the WWE decided at some point. I don't know Vince, Triple H, whoever it doesn't matter. Said, I'm not making stars anymore. The company will be the star. There'll be no one bigger than this company. Because where is some John, of the things where is John Cena's replacement? Where's here, here, the next? thing. This, this exactly. is what I'll say: is that, um, is you you need that next. You need to find those guys, where right? Is okay. He? But the, and they're they're not there, okay. And I think Vince Vince McMahon, he's kind of you know, as he's gotten older, he's getting out of touch with with you know culture. Like what's up? Sure, feels like it. Yeah, right. It feels like it. Ultimately, it's like Vince doesn't feel there's that guy in his roster either, which is why we haven't seen anybody treated like that. That's why keep getting Lesnar. Okay, right. So it's exactly that's why they keep 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 keeping Lesnar, bringing in old guys. So it's like the guys that Vince feels could be the next guy. This is a 73 year old man, you know, something. He's ignored that, like in this culture day. Bro, your fans are detesting these people that you're trying to push into these spots. Did, did Vince McMahon did, did, make you know. a mistake regarding CM Punk? Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this, is that um, Punk 
Punk was great for this fan base. Okay? Yes. yes. For this fan base. Yes. But Punk wasn't going to get you one... Punk... The, here's, here's the math. This is what people don't realize. Is you like seeing Punk. I love wrestling. Oh, Punk and everything. You know what? We're, you're not even including in the math... The amount of people that look at that guy and say, like, he looks like my refrigerator. That's him. That's him. I love punk, personally. Here's personally but the you don't you know. hear the voices of the people that quit watching. That's right. right. They're, they, they, they're like, um, they, they like disappear. You know the it's, Homer Simpson like, thing where they disappear into the, like into the bushes? You know, they're, they're, they're gone. So all you hear are the fans lost that are sales. watching the product. Lost you, sales. You don't, right. you don't know about so, lost sales. You, you don't How know about, about lost sales. So wait, How about so the staying power, wait, wait, though? Wait. Years later, they're still chanting this man's name. Because because this is for the, fa- the fans. There's that, just a collection. It's not, here's, here's the thing people yeah. don't realize. It's like We try to... Extrapolate like you know the the pain. It doesn't take a lot of fans to start a chant at a yeah, show. That is for right? sure. Right? Okay, you six sure. or seven guys that who just start doing sure. this. You know, you got five thousand people yeah, in the herd. So, so in. all you need at the show, and each live show has this. And this this is why it's so difficult at WWE today, and like to to, to write TV mm-hmm. is that, that when the trolls show up. You're writing television. Yeah. You have no clue how the fans are going to right. react to the stuff that you have. You ever get a visual picture of the fan response and a collection of fans that ah, we're going to shit on well, this and well, they wait, ruin it. So you, know you, you, you you had a great point. It's like so Vince has kind of lost touch. So you know he keeps trying to force things down their throats. But then when he finally gives in and, and puts a guy like Kofi Kingston, puts a strap yeah. on Kofi Kingston, doesn't work either. No, the fans horrible. wanted it. They horrible. wanted it, and here's nothing thing, went about it. I look thing. at Punk this, as this, much more, you know, here's, here's the than problem. Kofi. Way more believable Blech. than Kofi. Hey, these fans, oh. these fans don't know how what, what needs to be done to draw money in wrestling, and Vince doesn't either. This okay? Guy, you have so, the, this, so this is what we have. We have two competing enemies that will argue with each other. But neither of them has the right formula, mm-hmm. so it's like you've got you got a it's like you've got a fight going on, and it's like both boxers have one hand tied behind their back. You know, they're trying to, they, right. and that's what you're looking at right now because neither of them has a clue what needs to be done. Everybody has ideas, every but the only idea you're getting is the one that Vince McMahon likes. They're so high okay? on their own ideas, so they like, don't want to hear anybody. You, you have writing. writing experience. What would Disco Inferno do to fix today's WWE product? Oh God! This is this. I know it's. I, mean, a, I know it's. it's a I changed. Uh, problem, here's here's the one do? thing I would. Here's the one thing I would do. Okay, okay? I would. And uh, to me, it's not. I, I don't think the writing is a major part of the problem. Really? I, I, no. honestly, I think. That, I'll, I'll tell you what. And this, I, I, this is the first thing I would change. Okay, number one. All right, go back to to, to when we're wrestling in matches to throwing punches. Mm-hmm. Okay, these forearms look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They look silly. Slapping Nobody them. sells yeah. it. Looks fake, mm-hmm. and everybody's doing it. And it's mm-hmm. not safe. You do. You, no. you, you screw one Doesn't up. Look you're it. getting. You're concussing Doesn't a guy. Look okay, it. Right. it looks and nobody sells. Okay, go back to throwing punches. Mm-hmm. Right. I and agree. go back to simulating. Like let's look like we're fighting in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about, when you, hit, how about when you hit someone's finisher? They stay down. Stay down. They stay down. And everybody's like, bro, the funniest thing is like the, 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 like the psychology of matches is today. Gone. Here's the psychology of matches. Yeah. Nothing hurts. Yes. How can I buy into this? Every match. Right. Nothing hurts. Right. Because we're kicking out of literally everything. Okay? Mm-hmm. Get back to the simplicity of professional wrestling. And when you're back to the simplicity of professional wrestling, Amen. then your character... Gets you have to portray your character to the people more. Would Disco the take the handcuffs guys. off the wrestlers regarding their promos? Can they do their own? Can the they be their can, own men? Please. Here's the thing: the, the, the per example, I went, when I went back and did the Impact stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. um, Jimmy Jacobs is one of the, one of the writers there. 
Okay, and, and you know, he came from WWE, so I was just under the assumption that this guy's probably uh, that he's probably one of those crappy WWE writers, right? So th- they had given they'd given me some 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 stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they were doing good lines. Mm-hmm. And I, you, you know, hey, I, I like that. Okay. All right, let me go do that and go out there. And so he wrote it for me. Mm-hmm. I like this. Let me do it. It worked. Right. Right? If he'd give me stuff I didn't like, I would say, what about this? Okay? So you've got writers that write some good stuff. Okay? Those are the writers that need to, you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Okay? The writers that when a wrestler goes out there and he's been given written material and his promo stinks, it's like... Either the wrestler just is not confident enough stand in his own ability that he went out there and made himself and let himself look like a schmuck by saying it, as opposed to like say, "Hey, what about this?" Mm-hmm. Okay, or, or the writer basically just you know that's not a good writer. Or okay, so so it's like so what I'm saying is like there's a good just it, wrestling has always been a collection of ideas. Yeah, but couldn't the point yeah. be that or the wrestler says, "I'm getting paid. Give me what you want, and I'll do it." As do long they as I have a paycheck, now? do they even? I don't. I don't care. Care? Uh, do they, they don't. Just read well, a line? Let, me, let me let me be honest with you. Okay, you you look at some of the, these guys in WWE is like you know you can count the amount of good promos in the past six so months of TV on five fingers. Oh, sad, okay. sad, sad but so true. So my whole thing is like you know what what if we're just in an era of guys? Here, here's the problem: we're in an era. Where guys just as they were coming up in professional wrestling, just concentrated so much on work and stuff and everything, never really concentrated on in front of the mirror cutting promos. So what's more important? So so we have an era of guys that just go out there and just are doing all this, and then when it's time to stop and talk, they don't really know what to say. So what's more important? Micromath. But the mic. This is it's the most common sense. Also, I'll tell people this: this is the most simplistic formula in professional wrestling. Okay, a five star match. Has never ever in the history of professional wrestling drawn a dime. Ne- it never has. You know why? Because all the dimes were drawn before the matches took place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, they got the build what you did before the match the got the up. money for people. Going, now here's your match. Right. right. Okay, so it's like the five star match. Unless they're paying when the show's over, you know. They, right, they don't right. say you know, but like, but the mm-hmm. matches were the dimes have been drawn before the match takes place. So you tell me what's the most important thing: the actual match. Mm-hmm. Or drawing the dimes, the build. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, yes, of course. The you know, it's a, the spoke of the, is which any? is why look at Dusty Rhodes. Okay, you think Dusty Rhodes would have been anything in this in this day and age of press press? Bro, they would have waited out of the bed. Oh, he can't do nothing. Dude, right. you know, we talk about it all the time. We used to see Morocco Backlund. Yeah, and they would spend a lot of times in an arm bar. One of the greatest matches that I've ever seen. Yeah, they'd get booed out of the building yeah. right now. You would get booed. I honestly think. That that style back, but here's the thing: styles change over the course as sure. the, as the suspension disbelief erodes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's yeah. like we, yeah. you know, back then, eighty percent of the crowd thought it was real. Yeah, right. You know, let's go forward the Attitude Era. Thirty percent of the crowd right. thought, thought it was real, but said, so, you know, said, said, but but, right. but they're kind of. But well, wait you know, a minute, in the Attitude Era though, they did even though I knew stuff it was fake, they did stuff that goes. Wait a minute, they is this did real? Stuff that that, but, but doesn't matter. The, the emphasis was on characters, you know, right. and sure. the things they did on the show sure. like, over the top. Sure. Yeah, that, that's what I want. I want you to get a question in, but I got one question I'd like you to answer. Who killed WCW? Russo, Bischoff, Hogan, Nash, all of the above? No, no, nobody. Nobody killed. No, listen. Here's the thing. The, the, the executives at Time Warner want to get rid of it. Okay, oh, and they, okay. They were so just, Time Warner they were just it. looking for a spot to do it. They would have done it even if it would have been successful. But like, really? but, but it shows you right now. That this is what I would have said. You mm. know, but back in two thousand two thousand one, if you would have told those guys at Time Warner, you know, hey, 
you know, we, we can do a 1-5 rating and still be a profitable business in 2018 years from now. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, they're like, oh, well, well, why would we get rid of this? You right. Know? So they, but they, which is why maybe they're getting back into it. Right. Is they're they looking are. at Vince right. McMahon, it's like, Jesus, the, the ratings stink, but He's making money. Right, right. right. So, so, so they're like so they're right. saying, like, hey, all right, this is good enough for programming for us, you know, and everything. But like, but this whole thing of like, the wrestling's going through another boom period. It's like, nah, not until there's a lot of things you got to change. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of old school principles that people can't just um, uh, what discard. what uh, dis, dis, discard, discard. Yeah, that we need to bring back. And you people think like like it was like, wait a second, you know, you need to draw ratings. You need to get. If you want a boom period, you got to get those people that like the yeah. stuff that that, that that like the stuff that you're not doing, you, you know, out there. So it's like you know, strangers as it may sound to some of his haters, do you think the business could use another Vince Russo? Absolutely. There you go. I, okay. Let me tell you, this is the biggest thing. I've, I've worked with Vince. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'll, I'll say this: everybody that tries to bury Vince, they do. He, he what his whole theory was. Kind of like him. His whole his <laughs> whole theory of the writing is. We're just trying to get as many people to watch the show as possible. Yeah, so sure. I'm going to have to sacrifice to some of my hardcore fans. I'm going to have to TV. do some stuff yeah. that might get this collection of people to watch. Right. You know, and that's, that's all it is, right? right. But right. the one thing I'd like the, the people like try to do, discount Russo, bro, just go watch a, show, a Vince Russo show and watch a show today. Watch the pre-tapes. Because mm-hmm. Vince is producing most of the pre-tapes. Mm-hmm. And you watch the pre-tapes back then and you watch it now and it's like, mm-hmm. well, what are you going to do? I mean, this, this guy's like, he's not... He's writing their promos, but he's letting them change and stuff. But but you just look at the, the promos when when Vince was in charge, and look at promos back you know, when when guys are in charge, and it's just it's night and day. Yep. You know what yep. I'm saying? So it's like you can sit there and bury the guy, but I've worked with the guy. Mm-hmm. I know how he works. And the and the thing is, there's, there's a collection of people that like that have driven this narrative, the Vince Russo and anything, and they have readers and followers, so they create a base of people that like sure. you know have said the same. But but like most of the people that have worked with Vince. Knows what he does because he's pro- he's produced these guys, mm-hmm. you know, and they know how the the effort he puts into trying to produce them and help and trying to get them over. Did you ever get to meet Vince McMahon? Just curious. No, Have you ever never, never come across him? Mm-hmm. Okay. Glenn, uh, fan Andy Nichols asked, uh, "What's up, Andy? Can you address your involvement in the Impact Knockouts division?" Nice. Can I address it? Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's um. Th- this is what I find fascinating about pro wrestling is that. Is that it's very to me, this fan base, okay, is is as easy to trigger as any fan as, as any fan base has ever been. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> and all you have to do, okay, is just maintain part of your part of what people think is really you, okay, on social media. So they think that, that they see enough of things you say and something to think like, oh, that's what he's real. That That's what that's, that's what this really guy him. is. They draw a conclusion. They Sorry, and here, and, and this is funny too. All you, you the one thing, here's here's the one thing to get people to hate you. Okay, get fans <laughs> to just I'm taking notes, you. man. Go just, on. Just put a couple tweets out talk, to talk about how they hate you. Trump's doing a good job. Oh, yeah. no, I'm not Jim, we got, I'm, I'm not but, touching but, that. Trust me. Listen, listen to this. Listen I refuse. This. Tweet that. Go. But here's the thing. Tweet that. <laughs> Right. And you watch the responses. Oh my God! People no. think you're like you know like a horrible person for like you know it's okay. So I'm like, okay, this girl, like, you're a horrible but, person. But, but here's the thing, that's perfect, right? Because right. okay, if I'm gonna be a heel, that's all right, I've gotten under some people's that's skin. You know, the the, King of heels. Some people that's that come true. to the show, per, my oh, yeah. Twitter follow, they personally don't like me because they think I'm horrible. So I'm so as I've done the impact stuff, 
It should have been so simple to get get response from the crowd. Right. It's just right. it's been so easy to get heat, and I just can't believe mm-hmm. that a lot of wrestlers today don't realize how easy it is. Right. Okay. Right. You have to maintain your persona. Yeah. If you're going to be on TV, you can't compromise yourself and show pictures of you. You know. You know. You, you, you can't yeah. be tweeting. Uh, you know, picture of you and your mom on Mother's Day having a great time. Yeah. You can't talk about your you and your opponents are hugging each other. Yeah. You can't Eating do donuts. that. Yeah. You can't do that. I you have something. to like just just have people because of your your presence is all over the place. You have to kind of mm-hmm. stay sort of in character almost all all the time right. if you do, if you want to do this. Glenn, yeah. I got well, I got one minute, Jim. Make it a good question, and don't ask we him where you. he had his underwear made. All right? Would you please? <laughs> oh, what he got? These two. What he got for Glenn? Okay, so um, let's talk ribs. <laughs> okay. Um, best rib you've ever seen anybody pulled, or funniest rib you've seen, been a part of, anything like that? Well, rib the, stories. Well, the rib stories I always just go straight to Kurt Henning. <laughs> yes, because Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Henning was was the Perfect. guy. He was always the guy that was do, was pulling the ribs, but he would be the guy that he'd do the rib, and then he'd be the guys like. Hey, we got to have a perfect example. Kidman, he, Kidman's uh, pants went missing one day. All right? <laughs> That's a problem. Kurt Henning's like, hey, guys, here. we got to find Kidman's pants. Let's go find Kidman. Have anybody seen Kidman's pants? You know, so, we're like, all right, Kurt, we get it. You know, you hit his pants. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, but, yeah. but he was like, all those guys like the Nasty Boys and Henning and all those guys, they were like that. They were searching they high would and do low the ribs, for those pants. But then right. they'd sell like, you know, oh, we're so concerned about the other. I mean, it was, it was, and it was so obvious. So where were the too. pants? Where were they? I don't know. Just, but, Kim had go, but Kim had the blue, the blue things. And so one day he had to go yeah. with, with black. They had to take some black jeans and cut them and put them in the so he had to go. Uh, so did like you that. ever see a rib where you were like, that's wrong? Did you ever see him taking advantage of someone? I thought that was wrong. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I've mean, heard a lot of Fuji ribs. Look, we want to thank you for joining our show. Absolutely. This was an incredible interview. Well, and uh, Look, we're best friends now. Thank you. Right, cool. We are. <laughs> we feel better. <laughs> okay. All right. This has been another episode of Lions, number one pro wrestling broadcast. Eric, you want to jump in two seconds because i got to get the Evan Ginsberg show on and already over time. All right. It's no BS. It's your cult hero. It's ESS. And uh, one more uh, stop on the tour, the world-famous ESS tour this weekend. And we're going to be at the Wrestling Universe uh, from 3 to 5 today. That's over in uh, Queens, New York. And uh, Disco's going to be there. And Billy Jack and a bunch of other great superstars are going to be there. And uh, anybody that knows where the Wrestling Universe is in Queens, New York, go there. You know, because it's a good time. And Jack's a great guy. And, uh, Beautiful. You know, and um, for all the updates on ESS and who's coming in, www.essspromotions.com. And remember, no BS with ESS. Nice. All right, I want to thank uh, Eric Sims, Jim Phillips from the Gorilla Position. Catches articles every week. Incredible writer. Great. And most importantly, I want to thank uh, Disco Inferno thank for you. coming on the Monty and the Farrow Show. We'll catch you next Thursday from 8.05 to 9 p.m. From me and the Farrow, have a good day. Peace.